Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Are y'all ready for the words? Say yeah. Today, the subject is happy days. Now y'all know why I'm dressed like this. Somebody say happy days are here again. Woo! Anybody excited about happy days? Understand this fundamentally. Father, bless your word. It's already blessed in Jesus' name. I'm so excited to share this word today. Fundamentally, understand this about life. Not happy days, not joy, not nothing I mentioned. The enemy attacks the word areas of your life. Understand that. Period. The Bible says about the parable of the seed. When he sows the seed by the wayside, that's one that hears the word. The seed by the wayside is one that hears the word. Then cometh the devil to take that seed or that word. Jesus was explaining a parable here. He was saying that if a man sows a seed, uh, the seed is the word of God. Then the devil comes to uproot that seed before it comes into fruition. The last thing the devil wants is for you to experience the word you hear. Did y'all hear that? So the Bible says when the word is sown, then comes the devil to uproot it quickly, to uproot that seed. So the enemy always attack a specific word that you get. Understand that. This month is March gladness. Everything that can get on your nerves is about to happen. I, I understand that, and I want you to understand that. So you, why all of a sudden all this? Because you don't got a word. That this is the month for you to be happy. This is joy. This is all that. So it's going to attack that specific seed. So anything that can make you sad, a memory that will bring up depression, a whole relationship that irritates you, something go wrong with your job, the car break down, ran out of gas, I can't believe. All that is going to happen or expect an attack on the seed. I don't want y'all confused. This is March Madness. And I mean, I mean, March Gladness, I'm not even happy. Everything went wrong this month. I thought he said, he ain't got a word. I told you Ty ain't had a word. I told you he ain't real. He said, this is gladness and everything crazy is going on in my life. That's because you got a word. Understand that. Joy, peace, relationships. Whatever words you get, the enemy is coming right after that word to try to uproot it so it won't take root in you and come to fruition. Take your seed, cover it, nurture it, water it, hide the word in your heart. Look at somebody say, hide that thing, hide that word. <laughs> so expect that. Anything unhappy, the, the enemy is like, this is the perfect opportunity to counter that word. And he's going to think it's easy because all you got to do is watch the news, think of something in your life. Don't let him do it. Keep your joy, keep your happiness in the name of Jesus. Somebody say Amen. All right, that's fundamental. I just want you to, to get that. Life was meant, God created our lives. He created man. It was meant to be enjoyed and not just endured. I love saying that, and I'm going to keep saying it. Our lives were meant to be enjoyed, not just endured. There are some things we're going to have to endure. The Bible says endure hardness as a good soldier. So sometimes when hard things come in your life and you pray to God, his answer might be endure it. Endure hardness as a good soldier. 
All right? So sometimes the answer is endure it. But our lives were not meant to be endured. It's meant to be enjoyed. And you go through seasons of enduring, but you're supposed to have a life of enjoying. Y'all don't believe me yet. The enemy must have really attacked y'all this month. Y'all ain't got no joy. (laughs) Somebody say, I'm going to enjoy my life. Studies say this. Studies show that if you use the muscles responsible for smiling, it can, it can literally increase your happiness. They, they did a study. They put a, a pen, a regular ink pen, uh, at the base of the corners of the mouths of the people they were testing. And it caused them to make the smiley face. So they, they ran that, and then they put another pen directly in their mouth, which caused them to like, look like this. So there were five people with the pen like this, five people with the pen like this. After the test, it proved that the five people like this turned out happier. If you use the muscles, I know this is so fundamental, and you can you be like, is this children's church or real church? But understand how God wired your body. He wired your body to respond to happiness. Let's try it right now. Just smile. Don't look around. Look at me and just smile. What? Keep smiling. Whatever I'm about to say next, you're going to feel better about it. See, you laughing. That wasn't even funny. See, y'all still laughing. I'm not funny at all. But you feel better when you're smiling. Now drop your smile. You feel that little thing that kind of went down with it? Yes or no? Okay, y'all don't know how it is to preach to y'all. Y'all lie. So I don't know if you got it or not. When you just smile, I practiced it this week. And not that I'm disinterested in anything or, or in most things, well, really anything my wife speaks of. But while she was talking, I was listening to her like, Everything she said was more interesting than me. Y'all laughing. I'm so serious. I was more engaged in the conversation. I had more intel. I had more uh, uh, things to, to, to suggest in the conversation just from smiling while she's speaking to me. And I know it's only five of y'all married in here, but just take that. Like, take that. And that's not even for marriages. That's for friends. Like, your, your friend is really pouring out something that you probably could care less about or you're not as enthused as they are, smile while they're talking to you. Wow. See, the Bible gives us instruction. We just don't like the, we don't like the, I'm not saying the Bible's telling us to smile, but when we get instruction, we know what to do. We just don't want to do it and wonder why we don't have the results. We wonder why we don't have the results as if we don't know what to do. So I'm giving you a piece of instruction. It's so small and simple, but it can increase happiness overall in your life. Just go to work and the first 15 minutes of the day, smile. Especially tomorrow because it's going to be an earlier Monday. Oh, y'all done felt that. Now y'all with me. Y'all finally came to service. Oh, yes, Lord, you're right about that. My supervisor's going to be on time too. I'm telling y'all. Just a smiling exercise, just when you use the muscles responsible for smiling, it increases happiness. It increases it. It brings it, it makes everything lighter. Try it, practice it, and happiness will increase in your life. Amen? We talked last week about the chemicals released uh, from your brain when your heart is happy. We talked about endorphins, dopamine. We talked about oxytocin. We talked about serotonin. We talked about the different chemicals that are released uh, when the heart is happy. But I want to say that. I want to say that slower. These chemicals in your brain are released when the heart is happy. The chemicals don't make the heart happy. Brain don't make the heart happy. 
tells the brain, hey, we happy. The brain tells the body, hey, we happy. The body says, okay. Heart says, yo, we happy. Brain sends the note, hey, I got word from the heart that we happy. The body says, all right. I'm going to do it again. The heart is happy. It says, brain, can you let everybody know we good? Brain says, all right, we good. We happy. The body responds. The body starts healing itself. They both shot that bill. Hey, because happiness, a happy heart is good like a medicine. So the brain says, hey, we happy. And the body says, okay, that pain is gone then. In that case, I'm not sick. In that case, I don't have a disease. And if my heart, y'all quiet in here. In that case. We're doing better than we thought. So don't wait for your brain to send a message to your heart. Because your brain is only going to send stress. Your job. Your kids. Your responsibility. When you follow your brain. And don't train your mind. What do you mean train your mind? Be transformed. Y'all quiet on this side. Let me go. Be transformed by the Look at your neighbor and say, renew that thing. Yeah, renew that thing. Your mind, you have to tell your mind, we're going to think about this today. Do not receive the suggestions of the day. Because you're going to wake up, I'm late, I'm hungry, I'm everything wrong is going to come to you first. You got to say, hey, hey, brain, wait a minute. Let this mind be in you. Good God. Hey, that's also in Christ Jesus. I'm taking control of my thoughts today. Heart, tell the brain what to feel. Tell the brain what to give off. Jesus was always concerned about the condition of your heart. He didn't care about no storm. Be not afraid, it's me. He walking on the water like, why y'all scared? What do you mean? Bills are stacked up. Bodies acting crazy. Relationships are in turmoil. It's a storm here, Jesus. I don't care about no storm. I care about your heart. Let not. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Look at your neighbor and say, take care of that thing. I don't know why thing is on my mind this morning, but I might use that word a lot. I don't know. Take care of that thing. Take care of your heart. Only you can do it. Only you can do it. Only you can do it. Jesus, who had all power, said, don't let your heart be troubled. I can't even stop it. Jesus said, I can't even stop your heart from being troubled. You have to do that. Oh, it's quiet. I'll help you. The Holy Spirit is a helper. It's not a replacer. The Holy Ghost don't replace your responsibility. It helps you fulfill Fulfill it. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. The Holy Ghost may, helps you fulfill your responsibility. It doesn't take the place of you being responsible. I got to take care of this. Tap your heart and say, I got to take care of this. I got to take care of it. Heart sends a signal to the brain. We good today. Brain sends a signal to the body. I got a word from the heart. We good. Everything responds. To you already being happy. In our culture, the reverse happens. You wake up, hello. Guess what? Now your all that's on your heart as soon as you wake up. Or you wake up and you check your text messages, and that's all on your mind, and you you letting your mind lead your heart. Man, this is so good, it don't make no sense. Wake up and lead your mind. Don't expose yourself to nothing first. 
This is instruction. I don't know if they, are you hearing me? I'm notorious for this. I wake up, roll over. That's me. That's so unhealthy. To fill your mind with information so by the time you wake up, your heart already has a posture that we don't desire. I feel the Holy Ghost for someone. Take authority over yourself in the name of Jesus. Start your day in control of yourself. Wake up and don't roll over in text. Wake up and say, all right, God. Well, it ain't got to be like that, like it's an attitude, but like, all right, Lord, I'm with you today. I'm going to start out with you. I posture my heart as happy. I posture my spirit as joyful. I received the spirit of joy this morning, and that will lead my day. Mine follow my intention. Some type of prayer like that, establish your day, period. Let your day know what it's going to be. Man, y'all. So, let me give y'all a scripture so y'all don't think I read the Bible. I don't read the Bible. Jesus said, these things I have spoken that you might have peace. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. Jesus Keeping it real. Oh, you're going to go through some stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not just going to preach happy days and you not realize it's going to be tribulation in this world. All right? Another translation says, in this godless world, you're going to have some trouble, challenges. Because the world is godless. So it's not that, yeah, I did sin last week, so I'm reaping that bit. I'm reaping. No, you're in a godless world. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm not saying that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness of the earth. I'm not saying that. I mean the culture, the society, the way the world is ran, the systems are godless. So in this world, you're going to have much tribulation, but what? What does it say? Y'all see it. Be of good cheer. For what? Hey, I have overcome whatever you're going through. Y'all missed it. I already beat what you're facing. I already beat your enemy. I've already conquered your situation. So that's how you can be of good cheer because we're now in Christ. Did y'all hear what I just said? <laughs> See, that's how you're, oh man, that's how you're more than a conqueror. A conqueror has to fight. But when you're more than a conqueror, you just get the victory. Because the Lion of Judah is going to break every chain. He's going to do all the work and give you the Tell your neighbor, I got victory. Woo, it's going to be loud this morning. Brace yourself. I got a lot this morning. It's going to be loud. I got victory. Say that in tribulation. He didn't say you're going to have tribulation, but joy is coming. Be of good cheer in it. Be. Don't get joyful. Be joyful. It's who I am. Don't get happy. Be happy. It's who I am. Oh, gosh. So our outward situation should never be the gauge of our happiness. Outward. Whatever's outward should never be the gauge of our happiness. Studies show that you can test someone's happy levels. You can gauge it only 10% by uh, your awareness of their outward situation. Let me say that again. If you know everything about someone's external world, you can only gauge 10% of their happiness. 
So you see somebody with a car, Rolls Royce, mansion, I know they're happy. Fine wife, successful husband, money. You're gauging their happiness, but you can only gauge 10% of their happiness from the outside. So stop envying people. It's rich, depressed people. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So stop comparing yourselves to, what, to the lives that others present. Ninety percent of their happiness is based on how they view their external world. Ten percent based on what they literally, what they're going through or whatever's around them. Ninety percent is how they view it. So how do you view where you are? How do you view what you have? Let me go. I got a lot to share today, and I'm so excited. The culture for the cult. The formula for happiness in this culture is work harder, you'll be more successful, and if I'm more successful, I'm happier. That's the formula of happiness for this culture. Hustle. Hustle. Rise and grind. I don't do that. I don't hustle. I flow. Anybody ready to go from the hustle to the flow this morning? Why don't I feel y'all in here? Anybody ready to go from sweating to chilling? I feel like. Work harder, more successful. If you're more successful, then you're happy. That's the wrong formula. That's actually backwards scientifically. It's backwards, even scientifically. Your brain don't even work that way. If you're happier first, you perform better. If you're happier first, you're more prosperous and make more money. Not if I get more money, I'm happier. That's the culture. The way God made you, if you're joyful first, you attract more. Ooh, y'all quiet. They call it the law of attraction. Whatever you call it, it's how God wired us. If I'm happy, if I'm already joyful, if I'm already of good cheer, I attract prosperity. I work better. My, my efficiency is better. They say this about job success. They said uh, the job success rate is 25% IQ. And 75% uh, of the job success rate is based on optimism, social support, and the ability to see stress as an opportunity and not a threat. So the success of jobs are not centered around the IQ or the ability. Like if I'm making, you know, podiums, okay, he's doing a good job, but the job is not successful just because of the IQ, just because you can do the job. That doesn't make, our, that doesn't make Walmart successful because you can put the, all the Cheerios in the same aisle. The, the success rate is based on the optimism. This is studies. Optimism, social support. Girl, you're doing good. Thank you. So are you, girl. Go ahead, get it. Social support <laughs> and the ability to see stress as a challenge and opportunity instead of a threat. So even success rates is not just hustle. It's be a certain type of person. Okay, let me keep going. I thought that was... <laughs> so the outward can never affect your happiness or should never affect your happiness. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you can make me smile. But you can't make me happy. 
Mm-mm. 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 That's too much power to give you. If something or someone makes you happy, it's too much power. Unless it's Jesus the Christ himself and the Holy Spirit. Anything else that makes you happy, you give it too much power. Even your spouse. Not that they can leave you, but they can go to heaven. And if they made you happy, they take the joy with them. I feel, y'all. Nothing can make me happy. You can make me smile, but I'm already happy. Whoosh, I already got joy. You too late. Tell your neighbor, you too late. <laughs> Woo, I got joy. Oh, great joy in my, I said, in my soul. Be happy, and then the things, what's up, right? Be happy, and then the things around you now. Don't make you happy, but reflects your happiness. I feel the glory. Now the things I have don't make me happy, but it reflects my happiness. So I like this picture. So I bought the picture. So every time I see it, I smile not to make me happy, but it reflects my happiness. Ain't that good stuff? I couldn't wait to say that to y'all today. I'm almost done. No, I'm not. But I'm saying... Let your relationships reflect your happiness. Your friends shouldn't make you happy. We got quiet on this side, Tim. Can I come back over here with y'all? Your friends and your relationships should never make you happy. They should reflect your happiness. Now, when you have low days, of course, they lift you up. I'm not saying that. But the anchor, the reason why you're here is a reflection of my happiness. Not you, y'all. Not you making me. I will never give another human being that much power over my mind, over my heart, over my emotions. Because whenever you feel like acting like a fool, my whole thing is thrown off. But the devil is a liar. Hey, hey, own your happiness. Own your happiness. Your happiness belongs to you, and it's not in the hands of another. Tell your neighbor, say, own that thing. I don't know why thing is on my mind this morning. I just keep saying it, Mella. Tell your other neighbor, own that thing. That's your happiness. Why are you giving it to somebody else? Why you put your happiness in the hands of another human frail being? Somebody that can just go off anytime they want. That's too, uh-uh, no. Because then they can manipulate you. Then they can control you. The devil is, hey, the devil is a liar. I own my peace. I own my joy. I own my happiness. I own it. I own it. Why Jesus is very concerned about your heart. He's so concerned about your heart. You, how are you? I miss all the stuff. I miss all the stuff. How are you? God hones in on your heart. I miss all of the chaos and debris and rubble. He's like, how's your heart? Almost like looking at the eye in the eye of a storm and the eye of a tornado. Like, I know all that's going crazy, but how's your heart? How's your heart? Be of good cheer, he says. Be of good cheer. He's always addressing the heart. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. I like this scripture too. It says, uh, the next one says, lay up treasures. The next one. 
Thank you. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Ooh. Why put your treasures in the radius of someone that can steal it? But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor dust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. <laughs> put your treasure where nobody can reach it. For where your treasure is, for where your treasure is, treasure. Ladarius talked about this at Living Love. Treasure is the things we value. It's not just money, but it includes money. Matter of fact, in this context, he is talking about money, but we can make it more than just money. Where your treasure is, where your values is, your heart will. There will your heart be also. So where you put your values at, your heart will pursue. The things you value, your heart will go after. David puts it like this. One thing have I desired. And I'm going after the thing I desire. What, whatever you value, what's valuable in your life? I'm about to teach something that I'm going to go, we're going, hey, maybe. But I like teaching y'all. What? Because this affects your happiness. What do you consider valuable in your life? If the wrong things are valuable, it can affect your happiness. If the wrong things are important to you, you will remain, you know, sad. Like, <laughs> never mind. No, I'm not going to, no, y'all always do that. What's valuable in your life? What gave it that value, and why does it mean so much? There's a movement out, I'm sure you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go quickly, y'all, called minimalism. Go to the next slide. Minimalism. The question, you can put up the, the next slide. Yeah, y'all, I'm 15 minutes late. Y'all roll with me, okay? Thank you. And they rushing me. Y'all ready to go. Okay, good. You're not. Good. Minimalism. This is a practice where the question is, how might your life be better with less? I'm about to teach something this morning. How might your life be better with less? When you simplify your life, you have time for things that matter. I'm helping y'all more than y'all know. When you simplify your life, you add value to relationships health, your passions, and you can contribute beyond yourself. By letting go of things, you can add value to other things. What, 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 if you, what, what if you got rid of one material possession every day for 30 days? Just get rid of one thing for 30, 30 days. How might you add value to the things that are left? We can't be happy because our minds are too cluttered. We don't know what to focus on. Or we're happy about too many things. Our houses, our closets, our junk drawers, and our minds, and eventually our hearts are cluttered, and we're coming to church for joy. We come in here for Holy Ghost joy, go back home to clutter, either in our mind or heart or literally, and wonder why it didn't last. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Simplify your life. Some things and people you may have to get rid of. I felt that people on me. I didn't even think that was going to come out. Some things and people you may have to let go so you can add value to important people. Add value, oh God, add value to powerful people and mentors. And y'all, scream. I give you permission to scream at your neighbor and say, let it go. Live and let die. I'm going to preach that. (laughs) Let go. I'm not telling you to do this, but what if you let go? One material possession. 30 days. How might your happiness increase? Because now the only thing that's left are things that add value, things that are important, or things that have purpose. What if everything you looked at in your house has value, importance, and purpose? Just walk around and what's the purpose of this? Why do I have a drawer full of straws? Okay, y'all quiet. How many straws do I need? There's four people in the house. Y'all quiet, y'all quiet. But I'm not saying it's a sin to have that, but it's a reflection of your heart. Let it go. Here's three words that'll curse, that'll curse uh, the simplicity, just in case. No, no, I got that just in case. And you're going to hold on to people and stuff just in case. Well, what if it never come? What if you never need it? Why have that weight? Why have that pressure? Why? No, 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 no. I got to let it go. Why are you holding on to people just in case? unsuccessful, unproductive, inefficient, but the devil is a liar in the name of Jesus. I will be free. I will be free. I will be free. Matter of fact, I am free for who the sun sets free. Matter of fact, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Thirty days. Let me just do this really quick. 30 days, get rid of one material possession. We'll realize that we have much unchecked consumptions. Just consume, 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 buy, 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 consume, consume. And a lot of those are unchecked. Oh, the kids is going to sleep. I forgot this is a mature message. But the more we consume, the more waste we produce. Yeah. See, if y'all don't praise him, the monitors will cry out. Thank you. I got. Go ahead and praise him. I don't need y'all. God will. Make a way. I don't know what. I don't need y'all. Be quiet if you want. I got. The monitors will cry out. Somebody going to give him praise this morning. You can be quiet if you want. Somebody going to make some noise for him this morning. Okay. Stop playing. We in church. Stop playing.
America in particular, we consume, consume Black Friday, we consume Christmas, Valentine's Day, birthday, consume, 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 consume. We got Christmas gifts at our house, we ain't open yet. My wife and I just look like, what are we, what in the world? We might want to open that. And we got gifts we ain't giving people yet. Like, babe, we might want to mail that. <laughs> or send them a picture of it, one of the two. They need to know we thought of them. That's what I'm saying. So we consume so much thinking it'll make us feel better. But it just puts us into more debt. More and more debt. If the whole world, I'm going to just make this other point, I'm going to move. If the whole world consumed like America, we would need over four Earths to maintain our unchecked consumptions. If the world consumed like Americans, we would need four Earths to contain all of our junk and stuff we don't think about or don't use. Uh-huh. I ain't going to do all that. Well, maybe I should. Just, just for your consideration. Uh, how can we keep consuming like this? Well, it's easy. We go into debt. The average American carries four credit cards. One in ten Americans have up to ten active credit cards. The average credit card debt is over $16,000. The American consumer net debt is $12 trillion. All this stuff we're doing to be happy. $12 trillion. Let me put that in perspective for you. If you gave $1 every second, it'll still take 30,000 years to reach $1 trillion. If you gave a dollar every second, here you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. I see my second right here. Here you go. Oh, faster. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. My time is running out, so I can't do this too long, y'all. Hey, a dollar a second, it'll take you 30,000 years to acquire one trillion. America is in $12 trillion worth of debt because of how we consume. What do you have in your life you don't need? Ooh, this is good. I'm saying this because it affects our happiness. That's what I'm saying. You have all these things you thought would make you happy and you look at it from 2006 like that thing. Stop buying stuff. You literally can't afford to keep doing it. I know y'all got money. I'm not insulting anybody's of tax bracket. But you ain't got no $12 trillion. You can't afford to, to mindlessly consume. To just buy stuff and, and your consumptions are unchecked. Why do I need this? Why do I want it? Why is it valuable to me? Would it add to my life? Uh, I'm not going to preach the joy, the joy, the joy. And we live like that. That's all I'm saying. That's the only reason why I brought this whole minimum, this up. I'm not going to preach joy and happy and we go and we go home and our real lives are cluttered and we're in debt. We're in happiness debt, we're in social debt, we're in financial debt, we're in health debt. It's time to get out of debt. Somebody say I am debt free. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. In my mind, I don't own nobody. In my heart, I don't own nobody. In my pocket, I don't own nobody. In my spirit, I don't own nobody. I only owe God the glory. I only owe God the praise. I only owe God my worship. Somebody shout hallelujah. So why do we, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, you see that? It's your heart. It's your heart. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Your mind follows your heart. Mind follows your heart. Mind follows your heart. Mind follows your heart. If your heart is in limbo, your mind will lead it. And that's horrible. When your brain sometimes leads, it's horrible because it's a lot of things on your mind. So which thing are you going to choose to lead your life with? Let me get y'all out of here. As a man thinketh, so is he. Nobody outside you can make you anything. As a man thinks, so are you. So if you walk by and bump me, like, poof, you can be like, hey, if you think they did it on purpose and they feel some type of way and they don't like you, if you think it was intentional, you're going to respond like, excuse me. No, no, she know who I'm talking about, you, yeah. You felt you, felt you bumped me. Are you good? You got a problem? Are we good? I just need to know what's, are we? If you think it was intentional, you'll respond based on what you think, not based on what happened. It's not about what happened. What do you think? Of? Good God Almighty. Ask your neighbor, what do you think about it? Being molested doesn't make you promiscuous. Now let's talk about some real stuff. That's a real thing. People get molested and that's not funny. That's not fun. It's not cool. It's not fair. It's heinous. But it doesn't make me. We make excuses for her. Well, you know, she's a stripper now because she was molested when she was. No, that's no excuse. She sleep around now because she got raped. I'm sorry. And let's talk about healing from being raped. But that doesn't make you anything. That gives too much control to the rapist. Whoa, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I know what happened to you, but greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. High five your neighbor and say, I got greater in me. It can happen to you, but it don't happen in me. I got greater. So what's it to you? What's it to you? I know it happened, but what is it to you? Let me bring this around. What's it to you? To the pure, all things are pure. If I'm already pure, everything I view has pureness in it. I can't help but view it through the lenses of purity because I am pure. So if everything irritates you, you're already irked. <laughs> it's not the situation. She get on my nerves. Your nerves has got on already. I don't even know if that made sense. Because she ain't that powerful to mess up your whole day. Ooh, I don't care if she got the same dress you got on. She ain't that powerful to throw your whole spirit off. In the name of Jesus, own your spirit, own your mind, own your behavior, own your emotions. In the name of Jesus, nobody gets that much power. Oh, she just made me so mad. No, don't ever say that again. 
So they have the emotional switch in their hand for you? She just hurt me. She just got on my nerves. So you were good until she flipped the switch? I didn't know you was an Xbox game. I just didn't know. <laughs> Whatever she do, man, I was going to go that way, but she making me go this way. They control you like that? And we think we're strong. Like, she get on my nerves. She better go. She made me so mad. And we think that's like strength. That's weakness. I can't remain who I am because of what they did. Man, y'all, it's too much power to give them. I can't stay the same because of what they did. But you can stay the same after what Jesus did. Oh, now let's talk about it. He gave his life. He shed his blood. He sent his spirit. And you still act a fool. He can't move you, but she can. Just a question. We should worship her. Let's leave, live, and worship Cynthia. Because Cynthia threw you off. She can control your spirit. Why are we worshiping God? I'm sorry, we're wasting our time. Where's the church of Cynthia in Christ at? <laughs> to the pure, all things are pure. To the pure, all things are pure. If everything you see, oh, she, she nasty. Oh, she, you saw her, she, she was like this. She, when she put her tongue out, she nasty. I know she, she's just ratchet. To you, it's ratchet because you, uh-oh. If you can see ratchet in everything, maybe you might be. Woo, dear. Maybe you just might be. You can see ratchet in you can see ghetto in everything. Maybe you might be a little ghetto. Maybe. It's a little bit ghetto. I ain't calling you all ghetto, but you got ghetto-isms. <laughs> you ghetto-ish. Ghetto-ish. If I can see happiness in everything, be sit, sit down, boy. I'm not playing with you. Sit down. Oh, she disciplining that child. He's gonna be good when he gets up. He, if you can see, y'all missed what I just said. Amen. If I can see happiness in everything, that's because I am full of joy. I am full of peace. I, somebody say, I am. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see with stacked up bills? Do you see an opportunity for the provider? Or do you come under stress? What do you see when you get the doctor's report? That's, the, that's just Jehovah Rapha. He about to make, ooh, he about to step in the room. Based on who you are, that'll determine the lenses in which you view your life through. We talked about it. We talked about it. Sit down. I'm almost done, y'all. Thank you for the extra 15 minutes. We talked about it Wednesday. I don't know if y'all old enough to remember Amber Vision. Okay, so yeah. some of y'all are I'm revealing my age now. I'm 42. Amber Vision. Amber Vision were these glasses they, they, they advertised back in the day. When you put on Amber Vision, 
everything got clearer. I mean, it was a little yellow, but it was still clear. People just walked around like the commercial was just so dramatic. Like, let me just, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> They'd be like this at first, like, before be like this, and after be like, when you view it through the lenses of amber vision, everything is clearer. It was a little yellow, had a little yellow tint on it, but everything is better. You need to put on joy lenses. View everything through the filter of your joy. Are you hearing me? You put on the glasses, it's still a person right there, but they're viewed through my amber lenses. So every person has a little yellow on them. Right, so if I have joy, every situation got a little joy on it. It still might be a problem, but it's a little tint of joy on it because I view my life through the lens, y'all. So how does God view things? It's my second closing, y'all. Y'all know what that means. I only got how many more? I only got one more. My wife said two. Stop it, babe. Babe, come here. Read this for me. Matthew chapter 5. Don't, don't, don't change. Matter of fact, come up here and read this for me. I need you to read it with power. Anybody grow up in a church like that? Read it with power. And God said, no, power. And God said, there you go. But why would they tell him to read it and then cut him off? Right. I don't, right. Blessed is a man that walk on the blessed is the man. And then you read it slow. Uh, that walketh not. What does it say after that? In the council. In the council. <laughs> Not out of it. <laughs> Are you going to read it to her? So what is it to you? How do you view it? How do you view your life? What lenses are you viewing your life through? To the pure, all things are pure. To the happy, all things got happiness in it. It's like salt. It changes the taste of the whole meal. about I just said something to you. Your happiness should be like salt in your life. It's still grits, but it got a little... Uh, <laughs> Y'all miss what I just said. I said it's still grits, but it got a little salt on it. I can taste the difference. I can taste the difference. It tastes better with joy. It tastes better with happiness. It tastes better with hope. It tastes better, don't it? So what's the view? What's God's lenses? Here we go. Here's God's lens. Matthew chapter 5. Are you on? Read it with power. You can go to the next verse for me. Read it from verse number three, daughter. All right. Everybody's daughter and son, right? Read, daughter. I mean, wife. I'm sorry. Blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Those people who know they have great spiritual needs are happy. Whoa. I'm just translating what she's saying. Okay. Same scripture, different interpretation. Go. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Those who are sad are now. Would it read it again? Verse 4. Blessed are, the, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Those who are sad now are happy. Jesus. Why am I happy now? Because I know that God will. will comfort me. I'm just interpreting what you're saying. Read it with power. 
Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Those who are humble are happy. Wow. The earth will belong to them. Mm. I feel like shouting. Ready? Yep, go ahead. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Those who want to do right more than anything else are happy. <laughs> God will fully. Woo, I feel that. I got to take a run. God never halfway does it. God never halfway does it. He always goes above and beyond. Somebody say overflow. God will fully satisfy them. Go ahead, love. Okay, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Those who give mercy to others are happy. Mercy will be given to them. I'm just interpreting. Go ahead. Blessed are the poor in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Those who are pure in their thinking are what? Happy. Say it louder, are what? Happy. They will be with God. Go, love. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Good God Almighty, those who work to bring peace. Not those who enjoy peace. Wow. Those who work. To make it happen. If you ain't got peace, make it happen. There's no peace on your job, make it happen. There's no peace in your home, make it happen. There's no peace in your school. I'll give you one more permission to scream at your neighbor and say, make it happen. Those who work to bring peace are happy. God will call them his sons. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Those who are treated badly for doing good. Yeah. Any good doers in the building? I know we got our moments, but overall, has anybody done anything good in your life? Those who are treated badly for doing good are what? The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Keep going. Blessed, Next one. Blessed are ye when... When men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my namesake. People will say bad things about you and hurt you. Expect it. They're not going to just say bad things. They're going to hurt you. Tell your neighbor, expect it. Don't cry over it. Expect it. People will say bad things about you and hurt you. They will lie. Anybody been lied on in the building? They will lie and say all kinds of evil things about you because you follow me. But when they do these things to you, you... Not when they stop doing these things. When they do it, you are... Y'all not loud enough. You are... Say I am... Rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad. Live, rejoice and be glad. Clap your hands and be happy doing it. Shout and smile doing it. Rejoice and be glad. Don't just praise, praise in a happy way. Praise. Is that it? Is that it? I said rejoice. Go ahead. Go ahead. Read that. Rejoice. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven. Hey. For so, 
For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Yes, great is your reward. A turn is coming. A turn. The Lord told me to tell you this morning, this afternoon now, can we all stand? Yeah. I see people walking to school. Thank you for the extra 15 minutes. I love y'all. The Lord told me to tell you that there's a turn coming. You can be happy now. You can be happy now because you know what's coming. When they talk about you, you are happy. I don't have to wait till the storm is over to rejoice. Old folk used to say, don't wait till the battle is over. Look at your neighbor and say, shout right now. Tell somebody a turn is coming. Tell somebody else a turn is coming. Woo! If you know a turn is coming, you can praise now. They say that, they say that worry, worry is borrowing stress from your future. I'm about to. To worry is to borrow anxiety from your future. You borrow stress from your future. (laughs) That's what worrying is, especially if you worry about something you can't fix right now. You're borrowing stress from your future. Today, I want you to, if you know a turn is coming, if you know a turn is coming, I need you to borrow praise from your future. Borrow joy from your future. Borrow worship from your future. I'm stepping into my future and I'm taking some praise with me. If I'm going to praise them later, I might as well praise them now. If I'm going to rejoice later, I might as well rejoice now. Borrow joy. Borrow hope. Borrow praise. Liv, can I hear your borrow praise right now? How you going to sound when it turns around? There's a turn coming. There's a turn coming. Put it on the screen. It looks like this. One half, one half of the road got snow on it. It's desolate, it's unproductive. But the other side, there's a harvest going on. On the other side of the road, there's a blessing there. On the other side of the road, there's provision there. I need y'all to go up this side of the road. Some of y'all right here. It's desolate. There's no provision. You have more problems than you got money. You got, but listen, even if you're on this road, stop looking out this window. You could be on this road looking out that side. I'm not looking at what I'm going through. I'm looking at what I'm going to. your neighbor say neighbor I'm not looking at what I'm going through but I'm looking at what I'm going to I'm getting better I'm getting wiser I'm getting stronger better days are ahead better days are coming there's a 
while you're on the empty side, turn your signal on. Let your friend know, oh, I'm coming up. Let your family know, oh, I'm getting better. Let everybody know. Your praise is your signal. Give God a praise right now in the... Y'all not excited enough. There's a turn coming. The turn. Put the next scripture up. I feel something. I'm done. They're talking about people in Hebrews who did all these great things by faith. They quenched the flames of fire and escaped death, death by the edge of their sword. Their weakness. They don't read. Y'all not reading. Their weakness was Y'all not reading. I call this R&P. Read and praise. Their weakness was turned into strength. Get ready for your weakness to be turned into strength. Get ready for your tears to be turned into joy. He's turned my morning into dancing. He's turned my sorrows into joy. If you know a turn is coming, scream! I got one more thing because they're not excited enough. Y'all not excited enough. God told me to tell you he's turning your weekdays into happy days. Turn. Turn it. Your weekdays. You see how that's spelled? He's turning your weekdays into happy days. You've had days that took from you. You've had moments that depleted you. You've had seasons that drained you and you became weak. But God said, I'm turning your weak days into happy days. Get ready for the turnaround. Get ready for happy days. Happy days are here again. Happy days are here again. Happy days. was turned into strength. As weak as you were, you're going to be that much stronger. You ever put a tennis ball in a, in a pool? Okay, you probably never did, but guys. Or like a racquetball, you put it in water. The deeper you pull it down. Ooh, shut that ball. Some of y'all feel like you're going lower. And you're sinking lower and you're getting worse. All God is doing is pulling back the slingshot. And the more he pulls you back, 
and you'll run forward! Get ready! Get ready! Y'all wanna hear them? With the same energy they beat you down with, God's gonna use it and turn it into strength. I know y'all didn't see the Black Panther, but he got a new suit. And every time he took a hit, hit the double hook. I wish y'all saw the movie. Every time he took a hit, his suit absorbed the power. So that if you hit him in the same spot, it'll give off the same energy. So the devil is hitting you with all he got. But he don't understand when he turns it. It's like Hulk Hogan. Y'all remember Hulk Hogan? Anybody remember Hulk Hogan? Give me something on the screen. Hulk Hogan will get beat down all the way. His enemy will kick him. He's already out. Leave him alone. That's enough. Still. Boom. Now you're down and you're out. Still. Still. Bang. Some of us are taking hits like this. And the enemy said it's over. So judgment said, one, two, wait a minute. I feel my health coming on. Now every time he hits me, I get strength from the hit. Every time you hit me, I get power. Because he turned my weakness into strength. Say it. And before it's said and done, you're going to fight back. You're going to hit back. You're going to tear the devil up. You're going to kick him down. You're going to stuff him down. And God is going to say, one, two, three. It's over. It's over. It's over. I got the victory. I got the victory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell somebody he turned it. Say he turned it. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.